Hey bitches, welcome back to That's the Worst, the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. We are your hosts, Kevin Ie, and we have a lot of opinions that are, well, unpopular. How does it feel to just be screaming curse words now, Ie? It's so freeing. It's so nice. I feel way less oppressed. This is the first time since we've started this podcast where you've been in a space, like a studio space, where you don't have to worry about speaking. Like, even when you lived in D.C., it was like, oh, boy, is my roommate home? Like, what's going on? And oh, right. remember I that one time judged. where we were recording in the living room and your roommate and her boyfriend came home and they were like, what are you guys doing? You're we like, were what's like, what's that microphone? Uh, <laughs> like recording a podcast. That was terrible. That was a and bad interaction. Honestly, that room, it was like that was one that was like actually like trying to be my friend and I like completely just rejected it. Yep, you did. And we were literally recording a podcast about roommates. I'm pretty sure. Weren't we? Or we had just recorded. No, we had just, because I think like they were like, Oh, what is it called? And they like looked it up. And of course that was like the very last one that we posted. (laughs) It says that's the worst. That's the worst roommate. uh, (laughs) By the way, she like pay rent early this month like uh, okay sweet like, you think she went back and listened to it well so now that you're roommate free you know like wh- are you looking back on that opinion and regretting it or how do we or do you have a clap back for yourself no not at all I've like never been happier in my entire life living by myself like it's you, so you're you're in your phone, your roommate, your phone, and your laptop, and CNN, yeah. the CNN commentator, the CNN people, like Wolf Blitzer's, literally my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think is the happiest thing for you is that nobody's ever touching your stuff. Like you're so, so anal about like your nice. coaster being like in the right spot. Even if I would stay with you for a few days, I would like maybe put a blanket somewhere and you'd be like, uh, you'd have to go back and like move the blanket. Like, Oh my God. And I, you're like, fine. you're like not even like messy. Like it's just the fact that like something is like not in its precise thing. Although you do except spill for, stuff a lot. I was going to say, except for how many things I've spilled on your floor, namely just water. I just like spill a bunch of water everywhere, but whatever. it's not always, it's sometimes like food or you'll like fall asleep, water. like crab things or something like, <laughs> okay. It's always, I feel like, I feel like you've fallen asleep eating things more than I have. Okay. Well, you know, I, I'm older and wiser now, so that won't happen anymore. Now, here's what my thing about living alone in an apartment. I usually, and now that I've been working from home, you know, the whole time, I find myself looking and observing every single thing out the window. Do you have you do you have any like window views of anything or do you not, not really? And like I f- like the little community that I'm in is like very quiet. Like occasionally there will be someone outside, but it's for like one second. Like you have a full like street view. I have the whole street. Yeah, I'm and sure I would a also lot happening to my window. Yeah. So you're becoming the woman in the window as well. I truly am, and now I've realized because it gets, excuse me, so dark early, 
I can see across the street inside people's apartments over there. And so it's opened up a whole new world. The scary part is that I, they can also see me. Like I usually don't close my blinds very much. And like, guess I probably should start doing that. Yeah. They can probably see right in. Yeah. Well, well, if they could see right in, they're going to see a lot of TV and a lot of me sitting on my couch. So let's get into some of this media. I, I, I feel like we haven't done a legit media review in, like, months because we didn't do it during our top 10. Right. I feel like our top 10 felt like a really long time. <laughs> it feel like a long time. I, I, I mean, I guess why. it takes us, like, two months to go through 10 episodes, right? If we do, like, yeah, one or, so. like, five a month. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of took October off a little bit. So we that was, like, since August. Maybe that's why it feels long. I don't really know. Um, so but yeah, we haven't, know that, we, we haven't talked about this stuff recently. Uh, why, when we were first in this pandemic, we, were, we had a media review and I was like, I'm scared that we're going to start running out of content. And we haven't really yet. But do you think it's coming or do you think that, um, you know, TV is picking back up in production again so that there's not going to be a lull? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I think it's slowing down like slightly maybe with like tv shows coming yeah. out with new seasons and stuff but like but i then, feel like, like there's right yeah i think just maybe like certain studio i don't know if it's only like certain studios that are letting people come back in um i mean i don't really understand how that's at all essential but whatever <laughs> well i think what happens or what i've seen a lot is like they start at production and then they have to pause and then they start it back up again like they go back and forth if people get sick or whatever um like is it really worth that risk for i like, mean for us to have new tv probably and the fact that it doesn't look like we're getting out of this anytime soon like they can't wait until like next summer to start filming stuff i don't think i mean and you really could. can and yeah they could you really can do things like distant i think like they are doing snl yeah I mean, yeah but i feel like they're not really that distant no i don't think on so snl <laughs> so and really yeah. their only like qualification for like audience members or like the actors coming in is that they're tested. So who knows what'll happen. They're usually don't they usually wear masks? I feel like I've been seeing the masks around. The audience members? Yeah. Yeah, I think the audience members are, but like if they have well cuz remember there was that controversy with a musical, oh, the guest, musical guest a couple weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, cuz yep. they like I don't know if they lied about it or they just like didn't follow the protocol or something. No, it was this country singer and he was on like an Instagram story being at this big party when they told him they made him sign something that said like, you're not going to do anything like that for two weeks before you perform. Oh, and the thing of it is that he was supposed to be like, like they usually don't have country singers on SNL. He was supposed to be like maybe the, third or something country singer that they've had on there and he blew it i think so they should take it as a sign to just not have any right hope your party and it was literally at like the university of alabama or something oh my god of course well you know what they all just everybody around that school can just die 
So what have you been feeling about SNL recently? Because I actually, I watched the the election special the other night and I watched, I think I've watched every episode. I didn't watch John Mulaney because who gives a shit? Yeah, I did Um, not watch The Adele one was really good. Adele was so good. I think she's like one of the best hosts like they've had in the recent. She's so talented. Like really, I think that she could do so many things. I don't understand why she hasn't released a new album yet. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. It's been a very, it's been since like 2014, 2015, I think. Yeah. I mean, she looks good. She's on her like fitness journey or whatever. Right. Yeah, I don't know. But like, I think she did such a good job like acting and um, she just like, I don't know, all around did a really good job. And they like, did you watch um, the Justin Bieber one? Uh, Issa Rae and Justin Bieber. I don't think I watched that one. I didn't. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I think I watched a couple of like her skits, sketches. Um, but I did. I like forgot it was Justin Bieber. I really couldn't care less about him. So like, who cares? He's so gross. He's truly in that He's phase of like baggy clothes and like, like he doesn't. I he honestly doesn't like shave. And I don't get what Haley Bieber sees in him. Like, I don't know. I think she could Ula, do a lot better. You know that she's there for the money. I'd be there for the money, too. I mean, that's, I her. yeah, that's smart. Scooter um, Braun set that up. It's one of Scooter Braun's fake relationships, just like Demi Lovato's fake engagement. Celebrity matchmaker. You know what's <laughs> so crazy Demi's is, doing. like, usually, I think a lot of the stories that we've reported on in the past year, like, we did a Demi deep dive, we did Amanda Bynes deep dive, like, none of that was true, or it's, like, you know, not true anymore because it went back on it. I just feel like celebrities were trying to have these big life decisions over the past year, and it's just, they shouldn't have been doing that. (laughs) Like, the main people that we generally cover are, like, pretty unstable, so you really don't know what's gonna happen. Like, Britney Spears is now... Like she has a new business manager and she doesn't like the new business manager. I can't really keep up with her, honestly. No. Yeah. And her sister's trying to bring back Zoe 101. It's like, like bitch, JoJo you know what? Maybe you just shouldn't shouldn't have gotten pregnant and then um you could have it's, had your friend to mm-hmm. Zoe 101. Yeah, I'm sure it would have been on for ten years. Yeah. I'm I'm sure it's it would be longer running than Grey's Anatomy. Sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> Zoe one oh one. They would be like in post grad in like grad school at Pacific Coast Academy now. They're literally like thirty, like working like a boring office job. Like, <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into some things. Do you just want to list all the things that you've watched? I'll list all the things that I've watched, and then we'll get into them. We could do like a compare contrast type. Yeah, just set up a Venn diagram. Okay, so I have watched, I feel like most of mine you have also seen, so we can have a little discussion, but <laughs> I watched Emily in Paris, Queen's yeah. Gambit, the movie, the new Netflix movie Holiday, and also yep. the HBO Max show Love Life starring Anna uh, Kendrick. You're alone on that one, Anna Kendrick. Pitch perfect, okay. the show. Apparently Anna Kendrick is a bitch in person. Really? I can't imagine mm-hmm. that. Her book was so nice. I just listened to a podcast today and it's that bad on paper one. And Grace was like, yeah, one time I saw Anna Kendrick at a party and she like sat in a corner and didn't talk to anybody. Well, she always says she was an introvert. Oh, maybe that'd be me. How are the girls Um, in bad on paper doing these days? 
They're pretty good. They're just quarantining in Brooklyn. It's a great podcast. Why are they quarantining? Or they just live know. there? They live they live there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, they okay, like don't so leave though. I had high, high hopes, panic at the disco for Emily and Paris because Darren Starr uh, is the creator and or the director. What is he? The writer? Creator. Uh, the creator. And he was obviously the creator of Sex and the City. And what's the other one that he created? Younger. Oh, Younger. Good. Yep. And I just, I was telling you when this first came out, like those two things like tackled issues like Sex and the City. They had women talking about sex and not being married. And then Younger talked about like ageism in the workplace. Now they were both, both of those shows were heavily, heavily white. And that might have been somewhere where he could have improved in this new show. And he did the opposite. He literally and also probably could have improved on younger as well. Oh, absolutely. Pretty new, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, okay, so. here's your third shot. Like you still didn't really, you really fell short. Right. Um, Emily and Paris is the most aggravating, annoying show in the whole world. And I watched all, every single episode of it. So that's where we are. And like I was definitely entertained the entire time. Um, it felt the whole show felt very like juvenile. Yes, very, very. It was like middle school. Well, it the whole time I'm like, am I watching like something on the Disney Channel? And then there would right. randomly Freeform. be like a very like sexual scene, and I'd be like, it almost like felt out of like they should have just not done it at that point. This you know, it show just, it felt very and... out of place. This one and Holiday to me feel like they were mid production and then they had to end during COVID and then they just tried to like edit it together. Like it was very disjointed. There was no character development. It was like one second she's Addison Shepard's like working for Addison Shepard in Chicago and then the next second she's in Paris. It was literally so fast. Like she lost her boyfriend immediately. So many people's arguments about that were like someone of her, like she would never have been the person like picked to go to Paris. <laughs> well, clearly because she gets there and everybody's like, why can't you speak French? Like that's a clear right. job qualification. Like you have to speak French. If you're going to go to France. Yeah. yeah. Unless so, like everybody there is like also American, which they were not. So like. <laughs> the other thing is that her job is like the, is the most fake thing in the whole world she says that she does marketing like digital marketing and then she goes and her entire job what everybody like praises her for is literally posting these terrible selfies on instagram that's literally yeah, it. That that's all her, she did. that wasn't her job that was like her own personal account i know but that's the only thing that she did for her job what else like what did she do for her job nothing well she like helps them with like strategy uh, what and then strategy just so what? and then it just like helped that she and they were like oh wow you kind of are an influencer you have a following and then that sort of like opened up some doors to help push them forward she but literally I think the maybe fact said two she things like the whole show about strategy she like came in well no she said a lot about strategy she would like sit in on these meetings where like nobody wanted to hear what she had to say but she would think that she had all of this weight in like their decision making and say all of these like random statements about what they should do 
which like I don't. I think you should have the mattress like out in the public place so I can take a picture. Yeah, like she's just like a, she's just so dumb, and I hate. I don't know. People were like, "Oh, I like that actress. I think she's no terrible, point. awful, so horrible. Like she was just a terrible, useless white girl." Um who did not deserve anything that she got there. And then there were nope. all these things like she would have never been able to afford all of those designer clothes that she had. Like there's no way in hell. Like it's yeah. Like she didn't live in New York city. She lived in Chicago, but like it's not, still no. not cheap. Like yeah. you are not going to have like all of these designer bags. Um, What else? I'm trying to think what else was like very, I unreal. hated the storyline of like her when she went to that, her friends her like wait okay sorry she's with the guy or she wants to be with the guy but she's also friends with his girlfriend and she goes to the girlfriend's like chateau and then she sleeps with his like underage or her underage brother brother. like that that, so unnecessary it was was so so unnecessary weird oh my god it was so so awkward i have this article she literally like took the younger brother's virginity Ew. And what else happened? I don't remember. No, that was I forgot about that. Uh, I have this article that says, (laughs) Emily in Paris, the three mistakes in digital marketing of the Netflix series. Um, The other thing that it starts off, which I forgot to say, was that it's so such a stereotypical Paris show. Like, it's literally if you ask somebody who have never been to Paris before in their entire life and you were like, what do you think it's like? Then that's what they made a whole show about. Like, oh, they're well, always they make late it, to They things. make it seem yeah. like you can, like, see the Eiffel Tower from, like, every street. Like, you, said, you definitely you cannot. get from, like, um, like, looking at a fountain and, like, the people are lazy. That was the thing that right. really got me. Like, how do you, what do you yeah, know Yeah, that about? was, like, a terrible, like, annoying cultural thing they threw in there that like, is, oh, like. You Americans work so hard. Like, you guys. Right? And we're, like, we show up to work at 11 a.m. Like, okay. Yeah, so the number one mistake is that uh, ambitious hashtags do not generate growth. At the start of the series, we see that Emily's account has just under 50 followers. As she uploads very casual photos accompanied by hashtags that don't really tell us much. Like this first one is just, it's called hashtag mind the mared. Um, she becomes an influencer within months and is even invited to exclusive events. Is this real? Absolutely not. Like she, she literally, those pictures are so stupid and I just hate her whole social media situation. And the fact that yeah. um, Emmanuel Macron's wife would like retweet her would never happen. Yeah, there's no way in hell. The second one, it says, is Emily's content co- contributing or boring? Let's be serious. Would a selfie of someone you don't know eating a croissant have a lot of relevance on your feed? The answer is no. Emily's content is not relevant if you are someone who does not know her. For that reason, if you are looking to grow on a social network, whatever, I think this is trying to tell you how to grow your Instagram. I don't really care about that. Um, number three is exaggerated growth. She went from 48 followers to 10,000 in less than six months. Um, unless it says you have to be in an Oscar nominated movie or have a life too out of the ordinary for this to happen or someone like that. And not even that ensures you to have a profile that grows that grows in this way 
the other for that you have to like go viral for something like completely outside of instagram like you're not going to get that purely from just like creating an account right what did you think about that influencer event that she went to which one the one where she like she got like the smaller bag or something yeah yeah it was fine I don't the whole show like it was fine like I wanted to keep watching it but it was also like kind of a train wreck so the one thing that I will give it is that uh perspective or that maybe they were trying to make that the they were talking about like old marketing versus new marketing like old marketing was that firm they did like ads and like tv commercials and she's advocating for like influencing that's like an that's maybe like an interesting thing to talk about yeah but, but it's not, not really like that gra- like do that like five years ago right i don't know and like do you really need to like help out the french people like i think they're fine you know no they um, and you know what i think the thing that we've learned in the past year is that she did not need to move to paris to do that job she literally could have been no. doing that job like consulting with a parisian market literally just like have like a a zoom meeting once a week like you would have probably done even better and like spent way less of the company's money what about the storyline of that girl who's the au pair and she was secretly like a singer like okay that oh my god well first of all there was i kept seeing tiktoks about the show it's like first of all like nobody like just randomly like meets a friend on the street like that like that would never happen and of course she's like this asian woman who like has a perfect american accent like and like she was nice and all and also they kept making the argument like all of her friends there were like a billion times more interesting than she is absolutely they would never Um, hang out with her no, and that that song that she sang was so painful. <laughs> and the one in the park or the so one cringy. in the club? Both. Oh yeah. Like yeah, but mainly the one in the park. Um yeah, I don't know. And I'm trying to think what else. Oh, and like the storyline of her with like the um restaurant guy, um, that just also seemed very unpractical absolutely um and he deserves better than the annoying emily um so what would you give this show out of 10 mm, i'd probably still give it like a seven <laughs> no maybe like a <laughs> maybe a five maybe a five i know i'd give it a five that was a joke yeah, i'd give it a four okay okay do you want to i'm just gonna i'd to give it five electoral college votes I'd give it zero. Be right back. Do you want me to talk about the show you didn't watch? Okay, great. I'll do that. (laughs) Okay, so my show that Kev did not watch is called Love Life, and it is an an Anna Kendrick show on HBO Max. Um, I did not pull up any articles about it, but I could do that. Um, Hold on. So it is technically a comedy series. I think it's like a 30-minute show, but I would call it more of a dramedy. Um, So it's about Anna Kendrick's character. Her name in the show is Darby Carter. 
Um, I didn't pull up any articles, but maybe I will. <laughs> like I just like talk about the show. Well, I got yelled at for the background noise of my breaks earlier, so I wanted to make sure I'm muted. Of your breaks? Yeah, the time I take breaks in this podcast. Oh. Um, okay, so what was I saying? Okay, so Love Life. Um, so it is a show on HBO Max, and it's pretty new. It only launched um, at the end of May. Um, and it stars Anna Kendrick. She, oh, I heard, I literally already said all this. I'm so sorry. But basically, every episode of the series follows um, like a different relationship in Darby's life. Um, and it also, like, they're not all like romantic relationships. Like, there's one that goes through her um, relationship with her mom. And then there's one that talks about her relationship with her roommate and it's just like it was just a very well done show um even though like most of the guys that she dated were horrible and i told you that who the one reminded me of do you remember now um somebody that we know someone's recent husband um okay we can talk about it later who you can text it to me oh got it got it got it got it yeah. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, got it, got it. Okay. Um, Shout out to okay. Bean if he knows. Yeah, he knows. Um, but yeah, I think it, it was a really good show, Kev. I think you should watch it. Um, and... I, the elitism and the classism that you truly bring to this podcast and that I try to speak up against and you never even acknowledge is astounding. I have what? told you time and time again that I do not have HBO. I know, but I can give you my password. Oh, okay. Never it. mind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So that was a good show. Oh, great. Cool. I'm, you know what? I'm happy for Anna Kendrick, honestly. Always. I don't want to, I don't want to tell you too much if you end up watching it, but it was, a, I think she did really well. I think it was great acting, a great quality show all around. It's, you might say it's a little bit slow. Um, but I tend to like these randomly like slow shows, so maybe that's why I liked it. What, um, what a random slow show would you say that you liked? Um, I liked normal people. Oh, that's so gross. Why? I don't know. It's just like boring. Oh, I liked it. Um, and it just it says here that the show was renewed for a second season, so that is oh, great. Happy birthday to you. Happy to hear it. Um, Okay, do we want to talk about Queen's Gambit? The QG, for sure. QG. So Um, last week or two weeks ago, I was like, I I keep seeing this thing about this show called Queen's Gambit. And she was like, what's that? And I'd be like, I don't know, but you should watch it. And you were like, no, I'm not going to watch it. Like, I don't even know what that's about. Is that about the Queen Elizabeth? And I was like, "I I don't know. I keep seeing like chess pieces in it. And then, of course, I fell in love with it. I also did fall in love with it. I thought it was very good. It's only seven episodes, um, but it w- and it's completely fictional. Or it's not completely fictional, but her character is fictional. And I have an article um, that's called the, Queen Ga- the Queen's Gambit May Not Be a True Story, but the chess matches are very real. Netflix's story about an yeah. orphan turned global champion shows the real sexism within competitive chess. 
Um, so the show isn't entirely imagined. She's, I don't think she's a real, there's no real life Beth Harmon. Um, but the Tevis, who is the, oh, so this is based on a 1983 novel. And, oh, I didn't realize that. Was inspired by the talents of grandmasters Bobby Fischer, Boris Spassky, Anthony Karpov whose chess games he described as a source of delight to players for, like myself for years. Um, so the real-life games, many are based on real-life so competitions. They like, so they recreated like famous chess games in the show? I think so. It's the like the one from the Kentucky State Championship. Um, I think what they did is they played like you know how they did those like moves and stuff and like openings and like strategies. They mm-hmm. use those and just put those into this like storyline. Okay. I mean, I did not understand any of it. Do you understand chess? No. Well, I mean, I can play chess, but I, I'm not, a, I didn't really understand what the hell these people were doing. Yeah. So um. it was basically for our listeners. It's about this orphan who, Learns how to play chess, and she's like a chess wizard. But she also have sus- has substance abuse issues, which is the pro- which is one of her problems. Which can we just talk about? Like, how was that like a common thing during that time that like these children were just given drugs? I think so. That was so crazy. And then this poor. I mean, obviously, like she was she, like exposed to other people having substance abuse problems, like with her mother and everything. Oh. Yeah. Um. So she honestly, like, she did not have a chance. Um. It was that scene where she goes in and sneaks out all of the pills is oh so crazy. Where she just shoves all of them in her mouth. She sh- and then she like is putting them in her pockets, and then she like decides to go back just and get the, the entire jar, and then just like yeah. smashes it. Um, so what and was I- it at the end? Like, what was the consensus that she didn't need the drugs anymore, or? Because she did use it that in that last scene. Well, I think, like, she... Yeah, but then she also, like, had her friends to, like, help her strategize. Oh, I guess that was it. That, like, she... Okay, she used it when she was in Paris, but then when she went to Russia, she mm-hmm. didn't drink anything, I don't think, right? Right. Well, she, like, wasn't allowed, remember? Like, that guy who was there, like, watching the over her? Like, communism get it yeah um i just think it was like a very complex show it was like an interesting like time piece sort of um period piece that's what i meant (laughs) time piece i liked her outfits and i liked seeing her like grow throughout and i like like her issues with like the house and like i liked that kind of stuff in it too yeah and like her whole life with like her mother mother? yeah her adopted mother i don't i honestly think that she just like really needed a friend (laughs) like i don't think she wanted a child like i think she needed a friend yeah well didn't she like request that she like wanted an older child yes um and like her husband was horrible so i think that was like i don't know she just like needed another she didn't need like a child to take take care of like she honestly like needed someone to sort of take care of her 
Yeah. Um, and like when my mom and I were watching it, we were like, oh, I hope this woman like doesn't isn't just trying to take advantage of her like for all this money that she's getting, which like I don't think she ever really did. Like she was definitely that- reaping the benefits, but like she also just got they like both got to travel and like experience new things together. So that one, I really did think she was going to take advantage of her until that one scene where she said like, oh, do you think I could have 10% commission or something? Like, that right. was really sweet. And I don't, I think she genuinely, like, enjoyed going on those trips and stuff. I think you're right. Yeah, I think was, so, too. I think it was a good relationship at the end. Yeah, and it was, like, it was sad that she died. Um, <laughs> that was crazy. But, yeah, it was crazy. But, like, I don't really think that Harmon, like, needed her. Mm-mm. At all. Well, she kind um, of spun out of control after that. Yeah, I guess so. But she like she was able to figure it out. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I just yeah, overall it was good. It's like not I feel like it's not something I would normally like. Or I didn't get think into. you were gonna like it. Yeah. Yeah, but it was I don't know. I guess I can like anything if I actually pay attention to it. So um, the other it talks this article talks a lot about like sexism and chess. Um, in 1966, the U.S. Women's Championship prize was $600, while the U.S. Championship was um, at $6,000. Oh to this day, that pay disparity remains unchanged, what, with male champions continuing to take home 10 times the prize awarded to women. Wow. Until the 1986 World Chess Championships, when Susan Polger fought to qualify and to remove the word men's from the title, the championship was open only to male competitors. More than three decades later, only one woman has ever competed for the championship title, Judith Polger, widely considered the best female play, uh, player ever to play the game, who in 2005 competed valiantly but failed to take up the top prize. Wow. Um, so there's still some sexism that happens that was it's laid out in the show. I just felt like the whole show made chess seem so like glamorous, cool. <laughs> which so cool. Yeah. I don't know. And like it does take like I think I would be way too dumb to like ever be that good. I would just like, so strategic. You have to like think like 10 moves in advance and I'd be like, "What?" Well, like, like you can uh... you can like see from the beginning like how you're going to play out the entire game, which is crazy. Um yeah. Right now there are 37 women ranked as grandmasters, so you can be the next one, I.e. Oh my god, the next grandmaster. Maybe that can be my new hobby. <laughs> chess. Yeah. Play chess against <laughs> yourself on the yeah. ceiling. With <laughs> like, like a mirror. <laughs> oh my god. But, but yeah. I really like that. I really like that show. I, I it would was... give it a 10 out of 10 for sure. Really? 10? Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Interesting. Wow. What did you think of that actress? I thought she was kind of odd, but like I think that she was perfect for that role. So I look we looked her up and when I was watching, and um she was actually in this weird movie that I watched a couple months ago called Emma. Remember when I told you about this movie named Emma? Oh, like the one based on the the um Paltrow one. No, but it's based on a What's the author's name? Jane Austen book. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And um, she's Emma. Is she British? Emma. Uh, is the actress British? Yes. Yeah. I think. Okay. Um, let's 
see. We could just do a quick search on our IE if you want to. We could. Drama miniseries. Let's see here. Beth Harmon plays by Taylor Joy. Is she Australian? Let's see here. She is American, Argentine, British. Oh, I really just got that completely wrong. (laughs) She was in the fantasy series Atlantis um, and had her breakthrough with the period horror film The Witch. Oh, I think I've seen that. She was also in that new movie, The New The New Mutants. Never heard uh, of but it. But she was in this Emma movie, so that's what yeah. I know her from. I think she's fine. I think that she's a very like niche ac- actress, kind that's of. That's what I was gonna say. Like, like I, I don't well. think she could play every role because she's, she's kind of weird looking. looking. Yeah, her, it's she's like her eyes. She looks like a reptile. Seriously. What? She's only 24. Oh, wow. Um, Same. Oh, have you ever watched Peaky Blinders? Oh, have you? Well, she's she's also in that. I feel like that might be something you might like. Peaky Blinders? What is that yeah. about? Like the mob or something? I don't know. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. <Nice. laughs> what a great conversation that was um okay next show that i liked or kind of liked and i did not like is nurse ratchet okay you can Um, talk because i have to use the ladies room again so i'll (laughs) mute myself okay so nurse ratchet if you haven't known is um a pretty interesting ryan murphy show with sarah paulson and our lady from sex in the city cynthia nixon uh amongst other actors and actresses um but there's been a lot of like, um, I don't know, maybe controversy, not controversy, but just like different opinions on the internet about this show. I really didn't like it very much. I watched it. I, I wouldn't say that I was like in love with it, but I did like it. Excuse me. Um, so I'm going to talk about this NPR, sh- this NPR article that says Ratchet is pretty, but very silly. Ratchet is beautiful, but it's really bad. The messy eight-episode first season of the Netflix horror thriller, second season is on the way, creates a backstory for Nurse Ratchet, the heartless villain who has Murphy McMurphy lobotomized in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Created by mega-producer Ryan Murphy and newcomer Evan Romansky, Ratchet succeeds as a compendium of stunning images, but that's about it. As a story, it's nonsensical, self-indulgent, and unsuccessful at saying anything about Ratchet herself except something along the lines of people do the darndest things. I thought that the biggest takeaway was it was really, it was a pretty show. It was kind of like, reminded me of Hollywood, that other Ryan Murphy show, Um, but it was just about Nurse Ratchet. And then basically... I felt like the other half of it was about being a lesbian. Like, uh, there's this whole storyline where Nurse Ratched like is a lesbian and she wants to be with um, Cynthia Nixon, and it it gets really strange. Where basically they like elope and like go to um, Mexico together. Um, but I just think that. I can't ever see Cynthia Nixon like playing a lesbian role. I know that she is a lesbian. I just like don't really want to see it with Sarah Paulson. Um, but maybe lesbians really liked this show. So um, good for them. And 
good for like costume designers because the costumes were really nice in this show. Ultimately, I couldn't really tell you what happened. Like, based there were so many things happening. Um, Sharon Stone is in it. A, um, Sharon Stone is a native of Meadville, Pennsylvania, um, and uh, it's this whole situation where her kids' limbs get amputated, and she has this monkey, and it's just like, what is going on? But basically, uh, Sharon Stone wants uh, Nurse Ratched to like kill somebody for her, whatever. I'll let you watch it to see if it actually happens. Um, and basically in all these like situations, they are meant to unlock Mildred's like psyche, Mildred Ratchet's psyche, um, that she's a lesbian, that she suffered horrible childhood trauma, that she lost her parents very young. Um, and that like leads her into what she is now. Um, so they think that lobotomies like taking out, part of your brain will like cure things from like uh, hallucinations and bipolar disorder and also like being a lesbian. Um, so yes, it's, it's very strange. Um, you actually liked it. I, I did because I thought I was saying earlier that it's very much like Hollywood. It's like the lesbian Hollywood. Like, it's really pretty. The outfits are nice. Like, it's a little bit nonsensical. Like, it looks pretty. Um, but it's basically about her being a lesbian Ooh. with Cynthia Nixon. Nurse Ratchet is a lesbian. Yeah. Okay. So, was, do you know what? Hollywood, that one with Darren Chris. Yes. Okay. I also didn't see that. Do you know? I are you homophobic too? Jeez. I just don't like Ryan Murphy shows. Um, do you, have you seen or do you know what One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is? Yeah, I read the book. So what is that? Um, does she lobotomize the guy in that book? I think so. I just, I don't really remember it. I read it in high school, a.k.a. I read it on Spark Notes. Um I think but... this was the first season. Like, there's going to be another season that I think is. I think this was like the backstory for one flew okay. the nest. So it's good. Do you think it's going to go into like what actually happened in the book a little bit more? Uh, maybe. It, it, was there a serial killer in that book? I don't think so. Uh, okay, then never mind. I don't know, because her <laughs> brother is like this serial killer. That's like why she does all this stuff and whatever. So. She thinks that she's taking, putting like people out of their misery. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'll be catching that one. Okay, that's fine. Thanks it, for this article that I read. Show, say said it's beautiful, but it's really bad. That's what NPR said. Okay, that is one thing because I think I started to attempt to watch the politician. And it is like very like visually cool that yeah, I also did. I think not that's finish. all. I didn't finish that either. I think that's how all those shows are. Okay, well, bravo for that. Let's talk about um, the holiday. I Emma Roberts, yeah, unfabulous, yeah. unfabulous. What'd you think? I thought very good. You know what? It was entertaining for two hours. It was mindless. It was. That's like my ultimate like, like genre of movie, I think. Mindless rom-com. Yeah. And like throw in a holiday and like And this had all the holidays. Yeah. I wouldn't like 
I think I'd maybe give it like a six or seven out of ten. I agree. I agree with the six. Yeah, I wouldn't watch it again. Right. I like the cast of characters. We had Arizona Arizona Robbins from uh, Grey's Anatomy. We had Kristen Chenoweth, and we had Emma Roberts. I thought that was a good cast of characters. Yeah, I think so too. And like, I feel like um, Jessica Capshaw has not been in anything recently. I agree. Yeah. Do you think she'll come back to Grey's this year? Is she one of the people that it says like 2020 on? She is. Oh, she is. So probably. Okay. There Here we go. go. Get ready okay. for for our Grey's recap. Um, okay. Things I did not like about it. It was so predictable. Like you, you. Okay. Obviously what do you? What did you want? Together. Some complex plot line. I wanted her to actually get with somebody else, not that like doctor that she was with for two seconds and then he got with her aunt. That was weird. Yeah, that was kind of dumb. Yeah, and it, that doctor was terrible. I I always I think that every rom com should strive to be Valentine's Day or New Year's Eve or Mother's Day, like one of those like really you don't see it coming at the end, but then it all comes together. Like I I think that is my ideal type of rom com. The only reason you don't see it coming is because there's too much shit going on. Like if you yeah, just exactly. have one of those plot lines, though I have to this might be my biggest unpopular opinion. I do really like those movies. I do, but they're uh, definitely not my favorite. <laughs> Uh, okay (laughs) what is wrong with them yes what's the problem (laughs) maybe it's just my short attention span maybe that's it it's It's just too many people they're they're trying so hard with all these actors i don't know what do you Just mean not... they're trying so hard with all these actors? They're trying Are you to make saying money that... saying like, oh, we have Julia Roberts and also Diane Keaton and also like <laughs> Queen Latifah. Like... <laughs> Anne Hathaway, Taylor Swift, Taylor Lautner. Literally, like, I'm sorry, Ashton you did not Kutcher, need Taylor George Swift Lopez. Yes, much. you did. It's Too the perfect much. movie. Oh my God, you can die. This is worse than Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want Sorry. to do a meeting review of Hamilton while you're at it? I tearing my heart out. Sorry. I mean, I do. Li- I do like the movies. Like, I will never say no. Like, if you want to watch them, but like, I would maybe choose other things over it personally. Okay. Did you like the dirty dancing scene in this movie in the holiday? It was fine. I don't know. Okay. Here's what I didn't really understand because. I would understand if um, like if she was taking a holiday to different events like a work party and like a friend's party to be like, oh, this is my holiday. She kept taking her him to home and the people at home knew they weren't together. So it wasn't like I don't so understand don't what the point of like, was. Right. It's like no longer a date. You're just like bringing your friend with you. Like they went to Mother's Day and the mom was like, when are you going to get with someone real like you? take a holiday to those places so your mom doesn't say things like that and you just like pretend that you're together i did like the comments about her working from home though that was probably the best part pajamas you were just like picturing me (laughs) do you do you work what do you what did you wear to work today it depends you need to ask me based on like what time of day it is (laughs) you like change throughout the day i mean like at the beginning of the day, like I'm still wearing what I slept in from the yeah. night before. Yeah. And then yep. 
And then I'll like eventually shower and then I'll probably put on like leggings and like a sweatshirt. And there's always slippers. I had this issue where I had worn the same thing from Tuesday into Wednesday and it was what day is today? Thursday. It was yesterday night and we were recording or right before we were recording this. I was like, I need to take a shower and change these clothes. I think that that's also because of the election. I was just like not paying attention to anything. I'm so distracted, but I, yeah, that was, that's my work from home situation. Literally like the beginning of every call this week. People are like, what day is it? (laughs) It is really hard to keep track. It is. But this week also went like super fast. I think it went really slow. I was like, it's only Thursday. Well, it just feels like the election has been going on for so long and it's only been really going on for two days. Right. I don't know. Anyway, so the holiday was fine. I I really think that they probably would have done a little bit more filming if they hadn't. I don't know if they got shut down, but I'm just guessing that they got shut down. That is an interesting theory, like that. Oh, they had to use like piece scenes together. Well, doesn't it feel like that? It was a little like disjointed. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think about that, but you're really giving them the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) Yeah, I think that they like, yeah, I don't think that they went back like last month and started filming again. They probably just like made it with what they had. And like maybe if they had to like piece a scene together, like film like one thing with one person. Or just cut it out. Yeah. Yeah. What was Emma Roberts like up to in her personal life these days? Isn't she pregnant? Is she really? I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, she is with Garrett Hudland. Who's that? Uh, Country Strong. Well, then they definitely haven't filmed any times recently because she's been, that's been for a while then. That she's been pregnant? Yeah, like at least a couple months, right? Yeah, I guess if she announced it, then like it's been going on for a while. Wow. Remember, she was in Scream Queens. Oh, and she was so good on American Horror Story. I... I'm so surprised you like those. I only like the one season about the witches. Oh, I just like it's so confusing to me. The coven one wasn't very confusing. It was scary and like gross. Oh. Yeah, yeah. They're just I like a little that's why too I thought like you would like it. ridiculous and like over the top for me. Well, they all like die and come back to life like 17 times. It's kind of hard to follow. Yeah, see, I can't handle things that are super hard to follow. I need like a, I need like a forward plot line, like no twists and turns. Like, don't throw in any kind of like time changes because that's just not going to be good. If you had Jamie Lynn Spears and um, Emma Roberts in a fight, who would who would win? I think Jamie Lynn. I think in a physical fight, maybe J.B. Lynn would win, but like in a life fight, like who's having the better life? Emma Roberts probably wins, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what kind of fight you meant. I don't know. Oh, yeah. A couple different kinds of fights. No, I think Emma Roberts is doing way better. She looks like she has her shit together. And I like Garrett Hudland. I get a little bit stronger. Well, late, last night we were talking about Leighton Meester. Tonight we're talking about Garrett Hudland. Maybe we should change this to the Country Strong uh, podcast. I mean, they're all, like, doing pretty... They're still going strong. I'm just a summer girl. Okay, so moving away from television and movies to music. 
The musical, the spring musical, is Ariana Grande dropped an album called Positions, and it is good. I would say that it's good. It's a good album. I think it's solid. I like it. I like the vibe of it. It's her voice is always good, but this one's a little bit like in her other songs. You never really know what she's talking about. This one's a little bit more to the point. She talks a lot about sex. She's like talking about sex a lot. Yeah, it's fair. Um, like she's not trying to use many metaphors. Like she just like she just goes for it. Who is she with right now? I don't know if she's with anybody. Oh, really? Um, let me look. Okay, you... I'll just read some quotes out of this. Um, so this New Yorker article says Ariana Grande talks dirty on positions. Um, Ariana Grande's voice could have been demure, could never have she been called demure. Who's she dating? Gomez. Oh, okay. He's a real um, estate tycoon. It wasn't until the release of her third album, Dangerous Woman, in 2016, that her music was permitted an explicit rating. The album's first ex- expletive belonged to the then reigning queen. Oh, the New Yorker is going off on Nicki Minaj, the then reigning queen of hip hop, Nicki Minaj, on Side to Side, a song about the squishy pleasure of finding oneself temporarily hobbled around after a round-the-clock sex romp. Ooh, I do not like this article. Who wrote this? Um, the New Yorker? Yeah. <laughs> Lauren Michelle Jackson. Um, in the song's music video, everyday couples got got it where they could. Dr. Seuss style. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> um, let me just continue on. Still, the announcement of Grande's sixth studio album and its title Positions was met with anticipation and maybe a little bit of trepidation over what an outright sexual album from this article would from this artist would look like, as if she hadn't already donned a black latex bunny hood several albums prior. Interesting. Uh, the music video for Positions was released on October 22nd. Um, swings viewers into the White House for a fly flies eye view of the Ari administration. So it's basically like her doing a bunch of different things. Did you uh, watch the video? Yeah, I did. It's fine. Okay. It's like it's basically saying that like I can be a woman in the I can be a like a boss during the day, but also have sex at night. Like, yeah, I get it. Wow, Ari. you can do it all. <laughs> um. And then her other, I don't really want to go through this whole article because I don't really like it too much, but um, her other songs on the album, I Like Shut Up is number one. 34 plus 35, I literally did not know that that was supposed to be 69. I had to ask somebody. Um, I oh, just I don't think that... I didn't realize that. I was like, is that, that is, like two ages? Is I, was like... just, I didn't even think to add it, even though it says plus. And at the end of the song, she says, it means I want to 69 you. I oh, would just... I don't think I got that far through the song, so... I have a question for Ariana Grande. If she, when, if and when she listens to this podcast, she, this woman is so short. How in the world would the sixty-nine position ever even work for you? And especially with the men that you date, I just don't really understand. Isn't I just feel like she's so short? Yeah. Well, she's like a child. Exactly, and like she has, um, like she's always having her like weird, um her sleeves over her hands and stuff like she's yeah. just like so <laughs> small let's just look at how how tall she is she well, it looks oh, like she's much shorter than pete davidson 
she is she's much shorter than every single person that she's ever been with. I just don't really understand how it would work. So then she has a song with Doja Back Cat that's good here. for her and good for Doja Cat. Um, her other collaborators are The Weeknd and Ty Dolla Sign. And I think the like, Doja Cat song is pretty good. Yeah, it's good. And I like Just Like Magic. I would say the first four songs are like really good. The other ones are fine. Um, Point of View is pretty good. That's the last song. But like, oh, and Love Language is pretty good. I, I wouldn't say that Positions is, like, amazing. The thing with Ariana Grande... It's definitely Grande a good, me, like, single. Switching up Positions and you. The thing with Ariana Grande is that if she doesn't give me Break Free, I don't really want to hear it. Like, that's you're, kind of You're never going to get Break Free again. <laughs> I know. And, like, then I'm always... Which is so sad. I think that her perfect role is, like, a um, Rain On Me role. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I think she's, she's a good... Still... I'm glad she's still throwing those in. Like she's not going like completely by herself. Yeah. Like I, I, w- I wish Taylor Swift would do stuff like that. Like more fun, like collaboration pieces. Um, but we all know she won't cause she's a selfish freaking bitch, but yeah, her new collabs are literally bone of air. The chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like i could have literally done that like they could have called up elizabeth mahalik like hey girl could you like could we collab on this can you you, all you have to do is go like i literally sound like the chicks Uh, Taylor Swift featuring Elizabeth Malik. Um <laughs> You know what TikTok did teach me recently? It's taught me so many things. But that in um, This Is What You Came For with Rihanna, I knew that she, that Taylor Swift had written that song. But did you know that she yeah. is actually in that song? Yeah. Oh, you already knew I that? Forget, I forget what part it is, but I know. It's she, like, it's the, like, uh, like the... Who's who? Yeah. Who? Who? Oh some yeah, of yeah. Them, some of them That's a good song. Um. So Ariana Grande, I will give you props because I think this is a really good time to release an album because it's really kind of a music vacuum right now. Um. Literally, like all artists should be releasing albums because there's absolutely. nothing else to do. They people let folklore be on number one spot for literally like 10 weeks like well, come on there's nothing else out there and everybody it's like i think that folklore like put me into like a month-long depression it's so sad I justice for um dua lipa's album because I think dua lipa's I album is so good it's really really good the whole thing's really good and she got no um recognition now i on the flip side i don't think that lady gaga's album should get much recognition but that's fine it was it was good it was fine you know what's interesting about ariana grande's album is that it's only 14 songs it's only 40 minutes long and that's when i start like sometimes if i'm working i'll like put on the first song all of a sudden it's it's it, over. it literally is playing Daisies by Katy Perry, and I'm like, "What's going oh, on?" Oh no! <laughs> I know. I think an album needs to be at least an hour. An hour, exactly. Hmm. Let's see how long "Thank You Next" was. That was only twelve songs, forty-one minutes. It's just like, do you not have enough like content? Like, just there repeat the chorus one more time. Like, yeah, you'll get up to an hour. <laughs> That's Dangerous Woman was only 55 minutes. I don't know how long. I feel like Taylor Swift's albums are literally like 
years Some of, her of my songs life are like long. five minutes long. They're so long. Like Ariana so must be more of like a two to three minute song. I know that we're not talking about Taylor Swift, even though we could, but I just for one second want to talk about like her chapters that she's been releasing. I think that is so losery. She hasn't done that in like two months. Oh, how many did she, how many did she release? Sorry. I just went on her Spotify and I saw the latest release was the folklore. The, yeah, I showed up at your party chapter. When was that? September 21st. Oh, well, yeah, I didn't really understand. Like, she wasn't contributing anything new. And I also think that, like, all of those mixes that she, like, all the little playlists that she made, like, I don't think they even made sense with what she was calling it. The theme or whatever. Like, I don't think it made any sense. Oh, so what was it? Did she put, like, different songs on it? Yeah, she just, like, categorized the songs in her album and, like, released them in these little groups. Like, oh, these are the, yeah, I showed up at your party mix. (laughs) And it's, like, five songs. (laughs) She's so weird. Okay, well, I guess. The only good song on that album is Betty. And I love Betty. That's just just all I have to say. Um, Folklore's only an hour and three minutes. Lover is one hour and one minute. And reputation is only 55 minutes. So I guess that's not that weird that it's only 40 minutes for her album. Yeah. Did you know that Cornelia Street is almost five minutes long? It should be because it's an incredible song. Fuck you. I I want just like Cornelia Street. I like paper rings. You're literally so shallow. What? What do you mean? (laughs) It's just like a like basics, basic ass song. Maybe you know shallow what? was you're just basic. I wish I forgot that you existed was a single. I love that song. <laughs> you do love that song, but didn't you, you really? That... Didn't you have the realization later that it's like not actually that good? No, I didn't. It's really good. How okay. dare you? I um Putting words in your mouth. Uh, I was gonna yeah. say, what do you think about her re-recording situation? Oh, Ariana Grande is literally five foot three inches, so don't even. She's so short. Yeah. She's so short. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're the re- <laughs> Sorry, I'm like really mocking you today, but that's fine because you mock me every other second. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, you were saying about the re-recordings. Do we think it's actually happening? Like people keep saying like, oh, Everybody's it's November. It's November. Okay, here's my um, prediction. You ready for it? Good. I think she's going to do like a best of album. I don't think she's going to re-record everything, but I think she's going to pick like 20 songs and record a best of album. Like a greatest hits. Yeah, greatest hits. Yep. I, I like Wouldn't that. Wouldn't you do that? I would do that. I like that. Well, it's like she's not going to record, re-record like. Drops on my guitar. Wasn't that probably a greatest hit, though? Oh, maybe she... I mean, uh oh, maybe that could be our next episode. We could pick her greatest hits. Twenty of. Her I would love. I like want to make a Spotify playlist of what I think are her greatest. Oh, hits. I'll make one That'd too. Be- and we'll have competing playlists. Compare. Oh, let's do it. Let's and put it in. Fun. You have to put it in like the order that you think she would put it in. Oh, I was just gonna go like by album, but I guess I could rank them within the playlist. Oh, so 
Do Lover, does she own Lover and Folklore, right? Yeah. Okay, so she would, it would be everything. So the only lone one is Reputation. What do you mean the only lone one? She can re-record albums one through five currently, but I think she has to wait on Reputation. Thank God, Reputation's terrible. It's literally her best album. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because, baby, it's now what? we get bad blood. That's a 1989, bitch. Is it? Damn yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't I even said it's pick. petty. You're petty. <laughs> the, whole thing, <laughs> the whole thing's like, I hate Kim Kardashian. Blah. No, it's not. It's an amazing album. Like, literally, go kill yourself. <laughs> Your favorite song on that album. What is my favorite song on that album? I could it it's hard to choose, honestly. Really? I think probably Don't Blame Me is my favorite song on that album. Don't blame me, love made me crazy. <laughs> you just you know make it sound is? bad. I wanna be a end game. I wanna be a thing. Like shut I think, up. I think Delicate is an incredible okay, song. Delicate's good. Fine, I'll give you that. I think Gorgeous. I did something bad is an incredible song. Gorgeous. Getaway car. So I can't have nice. Okay, that's not a good song. <laughs> um, I think King of My Heart's a good song. Dancing with Our Hands Tied's a good song. I think eh, Dress is okay. Um, I think Call Away You Want's a really good song. I think most of them are good. I would listen to any song on that album and feel entertained. I just like hate the cover art, honestly. That's one yeah, of my bad. parts it's about it. Like made in PowerPoint, but whatever. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Like, let's write Taylor Swift in, like, all these weird fonts. Yeah. I do have to say, though, like, since Folklore came out, and, like, I know I complained about Lover, but compared to Folklore, Lover's an incredible, amazing album. I I think Lover's really good now. Yeah, I really, really like yeah. it. I really, really like it. I Mine really is soon to get better. I'll never, ever, ever... Okay, I, we've been talking for over an hour, so I think it's time oh to God. wrap it up. We had over an hour, and now we just spiraled and started talking about Taylor Swift, um, which is not part of this. You know, one thing I will say, like, in terms of Taylor Swift exploring genres, like, can she do, like, an EDM album or something? Oh, that would be good, yeah. Rock, you like could, Miley like, Cyrus. Part partner up with, like, some DJs or something. She missed her chance with her fake calvin harris relationship calvin harris. she could still get back with them they they can't have bad blood because they never really dated um sorry i do have one more thing speaking of okay. miley cyrus i watched the ashley o black mirror episode oh my god what did you think really good it was really good i thought the whole time that it was scary it wasn't scary it was like a good commentary i think that sh- i love black mirror i, I like it too and it's a show that you can just like pick a random one and watch That's it. That's the best part of it. Yeah. I think I just get scared because it's like so realistic and so crazy. I know. Well, hopefully soon it won't be. Go okay. Biden. Woo. Um, okay. So I think we are going to conclude here. Um, okay. Thank you guys. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to another episode that's the worst be sure to check us out on social media at that source pod on instagram and at that source underscore on twitter 
Um, and be sure to rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And as always, we are Kevin Ie, and that was literally the worst. See ya. Bye.